Hey everybody, I'm Bobby Salveson. And I'm Michael Monaco, and together we are the Hazmat Guys, connecting the Hazmat community near and far with knowledge, insight, and real-world examples in an effort to make your job just a little bit easier and safer. Now, let's take a minute to hear from today's sponsors. Hey, Mike, pop quiz. What is the standard go-to method for emergency decon? Uh, That's pretty easy. Wet decon, right? Well, you know, you're not the only one that may be thinking that, but it's actually dry decon. No, 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 no. How many times have I heard dilution is the solution to pollution? (laughs) Actually, too many. And that's the issue. Makes sense if you think about it. Without the use of water, we don't need to spend extra time setting up traditional showers or pools. And there's no wastewater afterwards. And you're not going to freeze anybody to death if it's below 60 degrees. Check out firstlinetech.com slash dry decon. First Line Technology has a whole webpage dedicated to the methodology and links to plenty of dry decon resources. See for yourself why dry decon with FiberTech should be your go-to immediate decon solution. Let's get to the show. Oh. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the last episode in which you will hear my voice for the first time for the next two years. How's everybody doing? This is episode 399. We are going to be completely revamping the look of the visual podcast, uh, as well as a little bit on the the audio side. Uh, So if you're watching this on premium, uh, expect a totally different look as we relaunch the Hazmat Guys for the fourth time for episode 400. (laughs) Truth. 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 Yeah. (laughs) I got to say, we said we were going to just like put – a coat of paint on and but we've actually we kind of like we did the molding we did the applause we did like it everything we, we did quite a bit and uh we're kind of proud of it so that's why we modified our uh show we were going to do a double and then we were like holy crap we can't just split the double show and, yeah, we, and like change over in the middle of it yeah we can't have like the old version and the new version in a <laughs> in a bad? in a double that would no. It doesn't make any sense. No, that no. that would drive you nuts for the remainder of your podcasting yes. career. Yeah, a hundred percent. So what we are doing is we are clearing out the old mailbag, and we got uh, four. I have two. What do you got? Two. Uh, I've got two. Yep. Oh, so we have uh, four questions that we'll answer in short order, and then we're going to start off the four hundredth with a fresh coat of paint and some cool new topics. I think you'll like it. I think so too. I think you'll like it. So, um, listen, we um, the next happy hour, fourth Thursday of the month, nineteen hundred hours Eastern Standard Time is always on the slash happy. We had quite a few guys on there last time. Uh, by all means, come in there, bring your problems, bring your questions, bring your scenarios. What, what it's were a the close passion? What were the the? We don't want to discuss who and what, but what was the general topics like? What kinds of things get discussed and hashed out? I know in sessions that that I've Honest? been in there, there has been talk of um, like how to deal with administration. Oh, like on like a you know how do we get funding? How do we get this? What do you guys do for this? Like it's it's really it's interesting because it's it's a it's conversation like it would be if you were just sitting with a couple guys at the bar and nobody was overhearing it because it's yeah. not recorded, it's not 
live right. in any way, shape, or form. I mean, other than us talking. So we can dive into like the, okay, yeah, but I had a chief that did this, or I had a commissioner that did this, or my town council wants this, and they're not giving us this for this. How do we overcome that? Oh, yeah. I know a guy who did that. Let me get you in touch with him. Let me get your email, blah, blah, blah. Some very productive conversations that way. Uh, we had um, Hazcat Hacks. And we actually had the master Todd Burton on, and he was spitting fire. Oh, it was a good one. I wish you had recorded that one. <laughs> you should have texted me like, come on. Dude, get on this thing, man. Um, yeah, so good times. Come on. Come on that thing and uh, and get with us. And uh, the last conference that we're going to is Massachusetts in September. Going to be a whiz bang, man. That's going to be up at Gillette Stadium. Um I don't know where the hell that is. I don't know what town it is, but look up Gillette Stadium. That's where we'll be. Um, it's loading up for Bear. A lot of classes. We're bringing out some um, heavy hitters for that conference. We're actually getting a booth. We're doing some cool stuff with some drones up there. Um, so check that stuff up. And I was just at the firehouse, and they asked me to mention it. Go out to the FDNY's shirt locker. Ooh. You go to FDNY Hazmat one the number one, dot com, and get your swag. Yeah, the FDNY swag. I forgot all about that shirt locker. But yeah. We used to mention it all the time, and and too, we just eh, whatever. I throw it in there every once in a while. So, all right. What do you want to start off with? All right. Well, I so I'm gonna I'm gonna start this one off. I'm gonna start okay. this off because it's actually it's actually a little bit of both a a question that we got about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, and it's kind of interesting because it ties into an episode, not only an episode that I've been working on, but also a conference lecture as Mm -hmm. well as a possible resource science officer, tech ref, whatever you want to call it, class. And the question was, do you ever think that AI will get to the point that we can use it as research in our chemicals? Yes. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't think there's any. Uh, there's no doubt in that. Hundred percent. I remember having this conversation at work, and the guys were like, "Oh, come on, what what could it really do? What could it really do?" Well, I whipped out the Open GBT, and we started asking it some questions, and the guys were like, "Holy shit!" Like literally, they were like, "How did it do that? Like, right. how did it tell me?" what I should be doing. And I was like, I'm telling you, it's amazing. Now it's in its infancy. So I would not recommend like doing tactical decisions off of it, but it's definitely, I would use it right now to the point of, I'm going to throw stuff in there. And if it says something that I didn't expect, I'm going to then focus some research on that to double check it. I like that. I like that. There, I think the AI language, I think the the query of it is going to be something um, reticent of like the Boolean understanding of of Google searching, right? Whereas if you put in, you know, um, garbage truck, but you don't want truck, so you'd put garbage space minus truck, it would know don't look for trucks look for garbage and if you said garbage truck but i want all both of those words in that order you put quotes around it and so if you got better at the search technique your queries were instant you were banging out queries left and right i think it's going to be the same thing with with ai i've been doing a lot of research on how to query certain things i've been playing with it i want to see how it works there's a ton 
it is stuff am- about this. It is amazing how just a small change in your language or yes. even a change in your request can take and totally veer in yep. a different direction and it gets you a couple of different answers. Like you, you really need to be very specific with it and it will give you very specific answers back. Yeah. Like I, th- I think, and I wouldn't mind being the house of it. I, I, I have no problem maybe making like a, some type of message board where um, a sharing of technique to mine the information. Like I wanted all the dump truck fires in a 10 mile radius. This is how I asked the question. This is what it returned. Right. And so you can be like, that is a great technique. I love that way he asked that. I'm going to put it in my little book. I'm right. going to put this little way he did that. Because I think there's going to be a lot of stuff. And everybody just kind of shares their crap and be like, holy crap. We can actually make like a helpful thing, a doc. Right. Like so that like it could be sitting there on a clipboard at, you know, the tech ref, or, like you said, the resource or whatever. And he could be like, I got to ask for the the 50 people to call when there's a spill in in the uh you know in a, in a waterway and if he types it the right way it'll give him all the answers yeah what are the regulations to right. this right like so you're you know you're you're on a you're on some kind of a transportation incident and you've got no idea you need to check to see if something's been packaged correctly hey what is what is what does the DOT say about X, Y, and Z? Right. And, and it spits out an answer. And e- even if you don't, you know, even if you don't trust it, it gives you a starting place to then go do additional searches online. Yep. Because it's giving you ideas and then you can double check those ideas. So in no way, shape or form would I ever do tactical decisions solely based upon it, but it is a it is a tool in the toolbox. And mm-hmm. if you start using it now, you absolutely can start developing a technique to be able to parse out information that you need. Yeah. I think there's I think there's gonna be a lot of AI coming. Yeah. I think there's gonna be it, it, like if these companies are not doing it because they're worried about the temperature of the people and everything, listen, I hate to ma- you know burst everybody's bubble. I don't know many people that are still going to books. No. Like phones are the thing now. Like nobody, oh, what if the cell phone, what if an EMP goes off? Player, if that happens. The, the, yeah. Like you're, you're you not, you're, you're, the rig isn't responding yeah. to the hazmat run that you're going on yeah, because whatever. your rig is all going to be fried. Up. It's, it's yeah. fr- like society comes to a EMP happens. Society comes to a yeah. halt. We are literally starting from scratch, and yeah. it's it, it would be like the burning of Alexandria uh, Library that set the world back a thousand years in its science and technology. Like right. that is the estimate that was the amount of information that was lost when that library burnt down. It, it set science and math back a thousand years. We would be set back another thousand years. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I don't think so. So anyway. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. All right. More, more to follow. I, I have a feeling that's going to be a kind of a – within three years, I have a feeling that's going to be like our batteries right now. AI? Maybe two years. Oh, yeah. Well, that's all oh, we're going to be talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it's going to become – you know, you know what's going to happen, and hopefully we do this, is we develop some kind of an app or a program that translates what we want as an intermediary. So somebody can come in and say, I want to know about 
lithium ion batteries Mm -hmm. and that program understands that we're coming from the first responder point of view and can figure out how to ask the ai from that point of view it's it is what it is hey listeners the hazmat guys have some great news for you and your organization we are really stepping up our brand of in-person training in addition to the great content you get on demand Now, we know what you're thinking, but this is already incredibly great stuff, and how could it possibly get better? All I can say is, wait until we're in front of you. When we gather the best of the best from across this planet, and even beyond, and assemble an instructional cadre that is seriously second to none. And now we have a ton of ways to help you, your team, or your organization get to a level that makes everybody proud. From subscriptions, on-demand, hybrid methods, to full in-person goodness. You can contact me, Bob, at thehazmatguys.com to schedule a call and find a solution that works for you. And every participant of an in-person class gets a free one-year premium subscription, which sounds pretty good. Hmm. So contact me at bob at thehazmatguys.com and get some more information. I have one. This is the uh, second mailbag. I have one, um, and it seems kind of a simple thing, but I think it's worthy of a discussion, is everybody kind of understands propane is liquefied propane gas. Okay, great. Does the same rules in general apply to other gases, whether they're flammable or chlorine, ammonia? Does the same set of rules in general apply to ammonia? What do you think? All right, so all right, I'm going to tell you my I'm going to tell you my guess. It is a it's a, it's an educated guess. Okay. All right, and I'll tell you my reason why, and you can totally throw it. You can pick it apart all you want. This is uh, you know totally off the cuff. I'm going to say yes. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to say yes for for this reason. Um, physics is physics. Yeah. And the chemical physical properties, the things that transpire when propane leaks, when ammonia leaks, when things are doing phase changes, when heat is being conducted, when entropy and entropy are coming together and happening, those are physics based. And the chemistry isn't important. It is the physics is the same no matter what. You have latent heats of vaporization. You have uh, transfers and, and delta temperatures. All those things are what matters. Now, will they react the same way as far as like, okay, this one is going to work a little bit better. This technique might work a little bit better because the 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 heat that's given off for X, Y, and Z is a little bit different. Like I can create an right. ice dam better in an ammonia situation than I could have propane. I totally pulled that out of my ass. I don't know if that's true or not. But I'm giving it as an example, uh, you know, because of small characteristics of the, the the molecule and the physics thereof. Yes, there's going to be minute changes, but I think overall, a lot of the techniques can be used are the same because yeah. physics is physics. I agree. I, like um, one thing I'm thinking of, like you know, ambient temperature is going to drive the pressure. Right. Like that's just that's just how it is. Anytime you have something that is under pressure. And that's why it's liquefied. You know, um, that is going to be driven by ambient temperature. Right. You know, so like, yeah, I, I would say I can completely concur with what Mike says. And I'll email this guy back with that is that um, in general, things are driven in a similar plane because 
physics is physics. And like, if you're, if you're doing the same technique and it's something that wants to live, and that's the kind of a key thing is it wants to live in the gas phase and we have forced it by pressure into a container. Well, then it, basically the same rules apply. Right. You it's, know, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's pressure is going to be based upon its vapor pressure. It's vapor pressure is going to be based upon ambient temperature. How cold that product gets is going to be essentially based upon its vapor pressure or its mm -hmm. boiling point, which oh, they're, boiling they're, point. they're all like, if you haven't figured out all these things are, are connected yeah. in, in this, in these weird little loops, um, then you need to start doing a little bit more uh, of, the, uh, the of the work, but <laughs> This is hey, a little technical difficulties, but we're yeah. back as always, and we're headed into the third question. So, what was the third mail question, Bob? I have no idea. I don't know either. <laughs> no, I, got, I got a second. I got a third one. This is my second one. Um, somebody was asking about um, spectroscopy in general, specifically about Raman and FTIR, and how. Is there a way to kind of remove the machine and look at spectroscopy and kind of figure out what it is without a machine? And I said, yeah, that's like OG, man. That's like how they did it before the machines took over the world with Skynet. Right. You know, so um, before AI you, took over. Right. <laughs> so I actually have I, I have I have a couple of books from college Um and they're ridiculous. And you can probably find them if you look around real hard. But this is one of those ones that I like to keep close to me um, is something called Vidgrain Charts. Okay. And they are oh, – man, I always forget how they spell it. It's V-I-D-R-A-I-N-E, I believe. Um, but the Vidrain Charts are little – and I'm going to hold it up to the camera even though this is a really classless way of doing it. Next week we'll have better things. But you can see this little um, – there's known bands, right? So like in the infrared type stuff, you can see that, you know, the hydrocarbon spike is about 3,000 and the alcohol spikes are like 1650 and aldehydes will have a big spike at 1740 and ketones will have at 1715. So based upon where the spike is, you can almost look at it and say, well, there's a ketone, there's an aldehyde, there's an organic acid. Oh, and there's a big water. Water is like the twenty, the thirty-three fifty to twenty-eight hundred. And it's a big, wide. Yeah, it's a huge. Yeah, it's a huge, like a big yep. anthill. You know, but you can you can basically do some crazy stuff in here, and I wouldn't mind. Well, I know what everybody say. Well, where the hell did you get it from? I got this from our good friend uh, Toby Bevilacqua. My apologies, Toby. Um, and Hazmat TV, he put this out in 2016, and it was a thing called Tactical Skull Sessions, uh, a little um, book he made. And I don't know if he's selling it anymore. I don't know if he's got it anymore, but if you go to hazmattv.com, I would bet that he's got them for sale. And if he doesn't, ask him if he can make them for sale, because I tell you what, this book is pretty good for the down and dirty. I'm not a big fan for like, you know, condensing the nonsense because there's only so much you can condense it. Right. This book is actually pretty freaking good. It gives you. It, it's I. All right. So the, here in, in literally what you're holding in your hand yep. is my uh, disdain 
for the no 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 listen listen it's my disdain for things like the ramen and the ftir because what you're holding is extremely valuable information to understand the meter you know we we go around and we we teach these metering classes and we try to to get people to understand what the meter is saying and understand what the meter is saying you have to understand how it works nobody wants to take the time to learn the details of how it works so people look at this graph and they're like literally all they know of ftir is push a button wait it gives you like some squiggly lines come out and it gives you a thing but if if that's all you understand you're not understanding you can do 90 percent of what it can do okay whatever but when you start to like dive in and you're you're able to look at something right so FTIR. FTIR has thousands of of um, uh, of database points, right? Thousands yeah. of chemicals in it. Well, how many times do we get something that's dirty, contaminated, oh. and it, it ends up throwing off the the peaks and the the values? And these machines compare different peaks and values. Okay, so in the times that the FTIR doesn't work. Very similar to when we walk in with the PID and the PID doesn't work, we understand the PID enough to go, okay, if I know something is here and it's not on my PID, it therefore has an IP greater than 10.6. Right. But we're not taking these unknowns and doing the next step in diving into it. We should be looking at all of this information. Mm -hmm. We should be turning around and going, okay, FTIR doesn't know what it is, but I'm going to look and manually compare spikes. Oh, look at this. It is a hydrocarbon based. It is an allele. It has a triple bond. It has a benzene ring. Like these little bits of information can drive us extremely far in an unknown, especially when we have things that, you know, the, the, the graph isn't right, or there may be some contamination. So the peaks are a little bit off. I think it is fundamentally important to be able to, 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 to parse it through. Harumph. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. I, it's a, you know, what, that's one of those things where we, I brought it up. Um, around a conference room table and, and guys were like, what the hell is a mid-range chart? And I'm like, holy crap. That's something we never even gone through because it's like, oh, they don't need to know about that stuff. It's like, that's all you do in college chemistry. Like, you you play with mid-range charts all the time. Like, you, you, they don't even want you looking because the majority of stuff in the lab doesn't have a database made for the field. It's like, you got to go into the books and figure out, oh, this, this peak right here means a carbon carbon and oxygen hydrogen like it's like oh shit and it's a planar it's in a pyramidal it's in a double bond uh you know ox crazy is there a correlation in those graphs um because you went a lot further in college with those charts than i did is there a correlation in those graphs between the abundancy of that of that bond so like if you've got a hydrocarbon that has a whole bunch of ch bonds is there going to be a different peak than a hydrocarbon that has less ch bonds deep one yeah because well it doesn't just come down to the bond type it also comes down to geometry and the angles 
Okay. So the difference between a CH bond at like 109.5 degrees and a CH bond at 180 degrees, there's a measurable there's a measurable difference in it. And so instead of seeing it pop off at 100, it'll come off at 103. I'm making up a number. Right, right, that right. That was like the frequency. And you'd be like, wait a second, it's 103? That's how it knows that it's propane versus cyclopropane. So those slight, so it's not necessarily a shift in its abundance. It's a shift. It's a shift in the peak. It's yeah, in, it's, in the it's, frequency of the peak. It's the 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 peak itself is determined by geometry and type. The amplitude is determined by quantity of those two. And I'm saying that overly simplistic. However, that basic premise works. It'll unlock a couple of questions you probably had in the back of your head, oh, good listener out there, about how the hell does it know the difference between propane and cyclopropane? Well, it does it by bond angles and bond types. And the more of them it sees, the more sure it is with the amplitude. That's how it works. So when we do something like a reach back, that's literally what the reach back person is doing. Yep. They're taking a, a more detailed version of that chart and they're sitting there going, okay, we got this, we got this, now, we got this. Uh, this is this is kind of a little bit of a rabbit hole because what if that, we said it shifted from 100 to 103, right? And that's how it knows the cyclopropane. But what happens if something is resting at 103 and it's covering it? Ooh, oh, that's another episode. We can't go that far. We can't no, go. It's a bridge too far. No, dive. Do, how? I can't. I can't. Why? <laughs> you can't. Time, you can't tease me like that. That's right. Dude, we, we, we don't have time. <laughs> we don't. Even, we don't. Even, we we don't even have time for the next question. Oh, All right. God. We'll have to. Uh, we'll have to uh, bridge that into the four hundred oh. episodes. Yeah, we'll, we'll get. You know what? That one's a pretty good one. We'll. Um, maybe I'll write up an episode on that. But that might be a little bit. That might be a little too nerdy because, like, I, I, I want to. Some people have mentioned to me that we, uh, we get a little too deep into the weeds, and we should go back for a little bit more operations level stuff. So, I, I don't think we get too deep into the weeds. I, I think I, we make the weeds very accessible. I think we let people know that the weeds are there. And, I agree with that. And 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 I have to be honest with you. It, yes. For 90% of the work that gets done out there, sometimes we go beyond the box. But if you don't understand the next level depth when you have that run that you're that things aren't making sense, that's when you're going to really want that extra 10% of information. I like that. Well, we're going to forego the premium for all you snooty people out there. To get ready, I have to finish building these tables and chairs the lighting has to be done. I have to miter and scarf joint all these boxes. <laughs> it is going to be an all-night affair. I have my trusty crew right behind the brick wall behind me, and we are ready to rock. So they just need me to wrap this thing up so we can get this thing going and, and paint. If I'm not mistaken, isn't our 400th episode going to be free for everybody to see? Yes, it so is a completely free video. It will be not only on our platform, uh, but it, I, I think we might even sprinkle it on YouTube. Ooh, yeah, releasing it, it releasing it to the hounds. Yes, just free reign <laughs> and let them rip it up. Oh. All right, sounds good. See you next week. All right, guys. 
Well, that wraps up another episode of The Has My Guys. You can find us at Facebook, Twitter, and our YouTube channel. And don't be afraid to use that like or follow button. Or you can sign up for even more content from us at thehazmatguys.com. Here, you can subscribe so that we can connect you to even more great stuff. Your support is going to help us improve and build this awesome community even more. Yeah, and if you want to get to the next level, you won't want to miss our premium content. Our specialist level provides you with access to our entire catalog of shows, which is now over 300, an exclusive Facebook group, premium video with no ads, and so much more. Also, check the Hazmat Guys University link on our website. And don't forget... We are always interested in hearing about incidences or calls that you have experienced. We may bring you on the show to share that story. Reach us at feedback at thehazmatguys.com. And remember, folks, don't just get on the job. Get into the job. 